Well, so it came to light earlier today uh, on brightsideofthesun.com that a friend of the program, uh, Dave King, passed away over the weekend of brain cancer. And Dave obviously was a big part of this show. Uh, without him, its previous iteration wouldn't have existed in the solar panel. Uh, seven years ago, actually next month, uh, Dave... Myself and Tim Tompkins started a little podcast from each of our houses on on Zoom at Saturday morning at 7 a.m. because I had a newborn in the house uh, and spent the next uh, four years talking Suns basketball uh, every morning, every Saturday morning with all of you. And uh, earlier this year at the Suns opener, I uh, I ran into Dave and, you know, we were in the media room and I said, how you doing? He said, oh, I'm, I'm doing well, Aspo, and kind of went on his business, and I didn't think much of it, and we got up upstairs into the media seating, and he pulls me in close uh, during introductions, and Dave and I weren't huggers, let's say that, but he pulled me in close, and I was like, okay, not quite sure what's going on here, and, and he said into my ear, I'm, I'm dying. And uh, and he told me he had brain cancer, and at first it, it didn't compute, and uh, and he he kept leaning. And he goes, "I don't want anyone to know. Please don't tell anyone around here, and please don't react right now. Uh, I I don't have time for petty grievances in life. I just want to watch some good basketball with good friends and." And that was the moment I, I found out about what was going on with Dave. And uh, it really kind of reminded me about why we're all here, why we do this, why you guys watch. It's because it's a community. It's a chance to forget about some of the troubles and what's going on and why it's going on and just enjoy some great basketball and, and some bad basketball at times too, but that we could all do it together as a community. And it really hit home for me and uh, hit hard in particular over the weekend. I'm going to bring in Saul who spent the final year of the solar panel with Dave and I, and uh, we got the opportunity to see Dave last week uh, in hospice prior to his passing and, and just let him know that we're going to continue his legacy. And so I know Dave meant a lot to you uh, and, and to the community. What were your, your thoughts on all this? You know, it, it's, it's, it's rare that you find somebody that is um, so kind, um, complicated, Yes. <laughs> I think, you know, if, if you know Dave. In the you, best you, way. In the best way, absolutely. Um, uh, and very thoughtful. Yes. Um, and, you know, an example of that is, you know, you know, after we left Solar Panel and we came to do this, you know, uh, you know, Dave um, wasn't angry, um, but he, you know, he, 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 he yeah, he, he, he felt like, you know, maybe we were closing the door on something that maybe he didn't want the door closed on. And, 
Um, he continued with solar panel, which was great. And um, he came into this office about two months ago, wanted to sit down with us, Bo and I. Um, and he looked me in the eye and he just said, you know, I'm sorry. And I, I said, for what? And he was just like, you know, I didn't handle the transition very well. You guys should have taken this opportunity. It made all the sense in the world for you to take this opportunity. And I don't think I handled it the best way possible. And, um, and, did it, it, and before he, and, and just after that, he had told me that he, he was passing away or that he was, he had stage four cancer and, um, and that he didn't have time, as you said, for petty grievances and that he wanted to, to make the things that he felt like he needed to make right. Um, he, he needed to take the opportunity to do that. And I appreciated that. And all I could think of in this, in that moment was you're telling me that you're dying and you're still, you're still sorry for how our relationship unfolded and how you, you went about it. And that just told me everything I need to know about Dave. Like he did not have to do that. I was just some guy that, that we hung around, hung around with him for about a year. I hung around with him for about a year before doing this. And he certainly didn't have to take the time to do that, but that's just the kind of guy he is. And that meant the world to me. And so last week when we had the opportunity to see him in hospice, um, I'll never forget that because he's the first friend of mine that I've lost. And um, to sit there and know that he was understanding what we were saying and he squeezed our hand. Um, never forget that. Yeah, I don't think I've, I've met a guy that had a, a bigger heart than Dave. Brightside Night was always something that meant so much to him and being able to help uh, kids who wouldn't otherwise get a chance to see a son's game. Uh, I know that that's what he wanted his legacy to be. I, that was part of why he didn't tell many people yeah. was because he wanted, didn't want the focus on him and in the long run wanted the focus on some of the work that he did. And uh, as we told him when we saw him last week, we're going to do everything we can to help support that and keep that going. Uh, from the bottom of my heart, I want to thank the Ishbia family, Matt and Justin. They put out some very kind words about Dave earlier today through the team. I know that they're going to, and the whole organization is going to work to to honor Dave as well. Uh, I also think if it's not, if it wasn't for Dave, who knows if this exists, if we're doing this at all, mm -hmm. because maybe solar panel never starts. Yeah. Maybe, you know, I never meet you and we, I don't jump on solar panel and then we don't end up doing this. And, and to a large degree, Dave King was responsible for just about every single podcast sons related out there. He had his, he had his touches on, if he didn't have a touch on the show, he touched somebody that had a, an association with that show. Um, well, and, and writers too. And writers too. Ger you know, was always kind of Gerald. Helped Kellen get his start. You know, there's there's a lot of people in this community that that aren't where they are uh, if it weren't for 
his efforts. And I owe him a great debt of gratitude because, you know, during COVID, we're in lockdown. We're not talking to a lot of people <laughs> or seeing people. And that, those Saturday mornings over Zoom, getting the opportunity to do that. And then the post games during the bubble were some of the things that helped me keep my sanity in, in those times. And I don't know, how do you, how do you encapsulate 15 years of, of knowing somebody, you know, five of, of being very close in contact with them on a regular basis? I, I don't know that there is a way to encapsulate that, but. Uh, the best way to do it is just to smile, you know, yeah. it's hard, but, you know, Dave, he, he he wasn't about he wasn't about that he mm -hmm. he wanted people to have joy doing what they wanted to do and he tried to do that in many different ways and i thank him to this day for that i'll always remember him um and i think his spirit will always live on because one of the things that i think we've all taken from this is that these small trivial things just do not matter and we don't know how much time we have here on this earth and it's so ridiculous to, to fight over some of the smallest things you can imagine. They're insignificant. The biggest thing is the relationships, the friendships, the family that you have, that you build over the course of your lifetime and how much you mean to them and they mean to you because you built that relationship together. And seeing the flood of Twitter comments, social media comments of all the people that have nothing but the greatest things to say about this man, it, it, that's an example of somebody who lived their life to their fullest. I will miss you, my friend. I will think of you every time we have a stat on the show or anytime I'm at a game in that media row now. I appreciate everything you did for me and this entire community, and we will help in any way we can to continue your legacy and what you meant. So stat me, Dave. I miss you and I always will. Love you, dude. Gerald. We want to thank Saul and Espo for the first segment of our show honoring Dave King and sharing um, just some of their memories and moments that they've had in the past with Dave. I think, as they mentioned, everybody here has had some special moment with Dave King. He's been a part of their lives in some capacity. I know Dave was always so kind to me from the day that I started with the Suns up until the last time we saw each other. He had always been so kind and welcoming and if you ever need anything let me know i got you if you if you need that you need this just let me know yeah when i first came into the media room back in 2015 i had no experience covering nba basketball and there were three people in the media room that were 
exceptionally welcoming and making me feel comfortable and like I belonged. And that was Espo, Paul Coro, and Dave King. And Dave and I used to sit next to each other for years at Suns games, covering the team, you know, kind of laughing when they started to turn things around at how we had lived through the dog days, the worst <laughs> days. We were the OGs who had seen it all on Media Row. Um, and so when I was able to see him a couple weeks ago, he was at a game with his wife um, and he was just, he was so happy and smiling. And I, I hadn't normally, like he was a very happy person and a welcoming person, but I'd never seen him quite that bubbly and I didn't understand why, but he was there just watching as a fan and he was so just proud and happy to be at the game as a fan with his wife. And I was able to meet her and, and I had met his daughters a few years before that. Um, and I knew that his family was very important to him. So I'm, I'm grieving with them. I'm grieving the loss of someone who was instrumental in helping build Suns Twitter into the community that it is just the Suns fandom with Brightside and his Brightside nights and the impact that those had in, in helping fans who might not have the opportunity to go see a Suns game get that opportunity. Um, his impact on this community and on me personally was was very profound. And so I, I will miss covering games with Dave. I will miss his long-winded questions. I will miss uh, the time that he got to ask Kevin Durant a question at his opening presser. And there was a section of Suns fans that cheered <laughs> when his name got announced. Um, he had a lot of fans out there and uh, he... He will be missed for sure. Yeah, this is a tough one. This is a tough one. Um, I, I don't know if uh, there's not many people that know this, but the first person to ever reach out to me and put me on a podcast was Dave King. Mm -hmm. um, and this was me just doing post-game shows with John Bloom. And I remember uh, feeling like I was accepted for the first time in this community because he had the right last name. Mm -hmm. Like he was the king of Suns podcast. He was the king of Suns Twitter. He was the king of this Suns community. And I was an outsider from New Jersey who, you know, didn't know left from right. And I remember him embracing me and putting, him up, putting me on the show, giving me that opportunity. And I remember building a relationship with him from afar. Um, you know, late night Texas during the off season. Hey, Flex, come on, tell me what's going on. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like, you know, and, and just having those conversations. Um, we had a relationship from, from afar because I was in New Jersey, but I had the pleasure of meeting him a couple times. And I'll never forget hugging him at the NBA finals. Um, damn. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, that sucks, man. Yeah. Um... It's a tough one because yeah. Dave was one of those guys who was, you know, I always say when we talk to people like who want to be in this industry, whenever you make it, make sure you throw the rope back over mm -hmm. because there's always somebody who's helped you along in your career. So make sure you do the same thing. And I think Dave was one of those guys who constantly was throwing the rope back over, mm -hmm. giving people the platform to get a start yeah. in a lot of this um, in this space so that they could potentially get <laughs> move on to, to bigger and better things and grow their career and get that experience. So um, you're not the only one that's been impacted by Dave. That's for sure. It's, yeah. it's love you, brother. It, it's sad because, and for me, if you, 
are looking to take anything from this or are feeling discontent and hurt by this and looking for something to do right now. One, if you go to Bright Side of the Sun, you can donate now mm -hmm. to their next Bright Side night in lieu of flowers. The family is asking for people to do that so you can help in that way. And two, just remember to tell people that you care about, pe colleagues, people that you respect in your life, what you think of them now, because that's the part that hurts is I don't know that I ever told Dave that, you know, he had this impact on me when I was there, that his kindness to me helped me feel mm -hmm. welcome, feel like I belonged in the Suns media room, that his bright side nights were kind of the first example that you can be an objective journalist and you can still find a way to make an impact in your community and help other people. Um, so don't wait until somebody's gone to tell them how you feel about them. Tell them now where they can hear it and, you know, let people in your life feel that way because Dave did make people feel very welcome and appreciated in that way too. Yeah. And, um, you know, kudos to the sons too and Matt Ishbia for putting out a statement with Dave King. Um, he, like you guys, we've talked about, Dave was intricate to the Suns community online at the arena from the media center on down. He was always um, in the mix of it all. So uh, this was a very kind thing of them to do. And I know Matt Ishbia even supported the bright side night when he first joined or first took over the Suns team. And I know that meant a lot to um, Dave. And like Gerald said, if you have, the means and the capacity, and you'd like to donate, um, just go, go on over to Bright Side of the Sun and check that out. But as Espo mentioned at the top of the show, Dave didn't want to share what was going on with his life because he just wanted to enjoy Suns basketball like normal. Uh, Dave loves Suns basketball. He loved talking about Suns basketball. And in that vein, we will also talk about Suns basketball today. Um, We'll start with a new graphic and details as far as jersey sales across the NBA this year. I am pleasantly surprised every time one of these pops up where mm. Devin Booker sits on this. KD is kind of a given, I think, at this point in his career. We know Kevin Durant should be top 10 on these lists all the time. But it's great to see Devin in here. Devin is 7th and KD is 8th. Anybody I'm, surprised by this? Not necessarily. It it doesn't connect with the all-star voting. And I know spending 110, 130 bucks on a jersey is different than voting someone into the all-star game, but it's crazy that he's seven he's ahead of Kevin Durant in yeah. Suns jersey sales, and we still can't get him high enough in all-star voting. Something the math isn't mathing math for me is on that. Not mathing it's on not. That. No. Yeah, no. Um <clears throat> yeah, no, I mean, Devin, Devin's a popular guy and it just, uh, this tells you the fans, this is, this is to me one of the more intriguing lists that mm -hmm. comes out because we constantly talk about how the all-star game is an exhibition game mm -hmm. and it's for the fans, mm -hmm. right? So the main thing is to put the players that the fans want to see. And this list always means a lot when I look at it because it tells me who the fans really want to see, mm -hmm. who they care about. They're buying these jerseys. And so um, I, I wish there were a way to make this part of it mm -hmm. because I think you get a good snapshot of who the fans want in this game more than anything when you look at that list. Mm -hmm. And it's it's cool to see Devin and Kevin uh, sitting there seven and eight. Yeah. And I hope they're both there in Indy in a couple of weeks. 
You know what kind of surprises me about these lists, though, hmm. is that guys like Steph and LeBron, Giannis, even Luca to an extent, maybe not Luca so much, but Steph, LeBron, for sure. They've been around for so long. Mm -hmm. You would think that everybody already had their jerseys right. by now. Like, yeah. are we just buying like the the new the younger kids jerseys? Is I, that what it's coming from? Like, who doesn't the, already have a Steph or LeBron jersey that is a fan? I think it's the new generation. It's got to be right. Like, it's the new kids that, that are just mm -hmm. learning basketball, and they're like, "Dad, I want a LeBron jersey. I want a Steph jersey." Just like, you know, we we all been through the school years, right? You got. Juniors and seniors, you move on. So I think the new class that's coming in, I the mean, young it's kids, gotta be. It's, it's gotta be. It's that and the the size of those fan bases, like being in LA, being in San Fran, like that's those true. are massive yeah. markets. And you're they're still two of the most popular players ever. But like, yeah, I think that's probably why maybe KD is only eight on the list, even though yeah. he has a massive following because he's changed teams a couple of times. So maybe maybe his fans are like, man, I got like three KD jerseys already. I can't. <laughs> afford another one just yet i gotta wait see hello and uh zach also brought up a good point that i completely spaced on it's mm -hmm. because they keep creating new jerseys That's true. yeah that makes a lot of sense now that you guys say it out loud i don't know why i completely yeah. didn't need <laughs> yeah. like not a single thought in this brain I mean, about the fact it's that true. it's because there's it's new okay. jerseys it, that's not how it used to be though uh, it didn't used to be I, like a new jersey true. or three new jerseys every year i will that say this true. growing up uh, when I was growing up playing ball and I was in my jersey phase, mm. I had literally, and I'm I'm not exaggerating when I say this, I think I had 15 different Allen Iverson jerseys. Oh, wow. Like, for real. That mm -hmm. was my favorite guy growing up. And <laughs> there were so many they made. They had a bunch of throwbacks and different changes. So, yeah, it's, you know, they every time they changed it, I was... I was right in the store. Give me that AI. <laughs> no, and, like, and that does make a lot of sense because everyone I know who is a Jersey person mm -hmm. and either wears them on a regular basis or collects them always wants a new Jersey yeah. every year. It's like, that's what I want for Christmas. Yeah. yeah. And that's what I would like for my birthday. Please. Yeah. And thank you. So yeah. you guys are absolutely right about that one. I'm just saying though, if we can buy the jerseys, we got to get this guy up further up the list on the That's All Star facts. voting. We definitely like, <laughs> need to do that <laughs> next um, year. Before we dive more into uh, the All Star situation, mm. there, I do want to remind you guys to take some time to enjoy life. Happiness is essential to living an exceptional life, and Michelob Ultra offers an exceptional, refreshing, and balanced flavor with only 2.6 carbs and 95 calories. They also have their Michelob Ultra Organic Seltzer Essential Collection. Now, these are made with coconut water and real fruit juice, so you know it's always going to have a refreshing and superior taste, and it's only 90 calories. So head on over to MichelobUltra.com to find out how you can win superior NBA prizes and to find a Michelob Ultra near you. It's only worth it if you enjoy it, and we ask that you please enjoy responsibly. I'm going to take a page out of Espo's book here and Gerald ask the question. Mm -hmm. Do you know where you can get Michelob Ultra? No, where? Circle K. Oh, look at that. You can totally <laughs> get Michelob Ultra at Circle K. You can also get the best snacks, uh, Polar Pops, gas, whatever you need. Circle K has you covered mm -hmm. and you should absolutely join their inner circle for free by downloading the Circle K app. Today, it's a free membership program. You save on gas, you save on snacks. There's always coupons on there. So take advantage of that and download the app today. Terms and conditions apply at participating locations. Visit circlek.com for details. So the math clearly isn't mathing when it comes to the amount of jersey sales book has 
to the amount of votes that he got in the all-star game. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm going to call it a conspiracy. I'm going to go with that, even though that's probably not the truth. It's not. I'm rolling with it. Uh The league is is keeping book down because they're haters, just like Charles Barkley. Um, go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> I, was kidding, I, know, I know, I know. Setting you up for failure. You're like, key, you're an idiot. Please lo- stop. I know. I, you know how I feel about conspiracy theories, but low key, I feel like it's just the fact that you have to sign up and like register to vote for an all star. That's what it is. That's exactly what it is. Apparently, we're the lazier fan base that doesn't want to do it, but yeah. it is what it is. I mean, listen, as much as I would like to say we need to be better, I also fully understand because I am one of those people that's <laughs> like, wait, oh, you want I have my to email? register? Yeah. What? Yeah, I no, don't want to do this. Because you uncheck the box to say, I don't want to get your email, but, but you you, you're still going to get the email. And then you unsubscribe from the emails and you still get said emails. And you're like, what are we doing? Yeah, what yeah. are we doing here? That yeah. should be illegal. I, I, I agree. Mean, come on. I mean, I will say this. You mm. gotta. You want to talk conspiracy theories? Oh no! <laughs> no, I, I just want. I just want to throw this out there. Oh no! Just want to throw this out there. Oh. You got the 24th signature athlete in Nike history. Mm-hmm. You got a prime time sponsor in Nike with mm. the NBA, and there's an All Star game in a couple of weeks mm-hmm. with a new pair. You know, shiny new pair of book ones that are coming out. So. Mm. I mean, if I were Nike, yeah, right, and I was, yeah, I'd be, I'd be like, hey, man, perfect opportunity, to get some D book commercials out there, mm. some some chapter ones out there, and, and to add on to that, if I were the NBA and one of my good friends was Nike, <laughs> I would want to make sure that they're just as successful as I am That's right. with our endeavors. That's right. Because so, so what are you thinking, like a campaign or just having Nike employees straight up? log in and start voting for <laughs> what are we what are we gunning for hey, listen, if there's one thing we know nike's gonna do it's gonna be fumble whatever they're supposed to do over oh, no. yeah. all-star weekend so i don't think they're gonna do it what i'm saying is nike has completely botched this shoe release the yes. least they can do is make sure book gets into the all-star game right, right. I'm there with, I'm, I, that's I'm, all i'm saying I'm cool not that it. he needs Some nike stuff. to be that person because right. he clearly deserves it and we're gonna go through that here as well mm-hmm. but in the event that somebody pulls a dummy card or whatever mm. and they leave him off their ballot nike needs to be like no no no, that was a typo that's devin's name there <laughs> not so-and-so's name there yeah. fix that please and thank you oh, i man. mean he deserves it for sure yes but it it would make a lot of business sense to capitalize on this opportunity if i were nike so hey we'll see what happens on thursday fingers crossed yeah so oh. thursday is when we will find out um, about the reserves for the All-Star game. So two guards, three front court players, and two wild cards. Um, on the east side of things, the starters are Joel Embiid, Jason Tatum, Tyrese Halliburton, and Damian Lillard. On the west side of things, it's Kevin Durant, Nikola Jokic, Luka Doncic, and Shea Gilgis-Alexander. How are you guys feeling? Conspiracy theories aside, like legitimately okay. here now, um, the fun is over. Yeah. How are you feeling about books' odds of actually um, being in this year's All-Star game? He should one thousand percent be in. Yeah, it's. I think he's got a better shot than he has in recent seasons. But I still thought in those recent seasons he absolutely should have been in, and he wasn't, and had to wait to be an injury replacement or just miss the All Star game altogether. So, I mean, flex. Uh, let, let's get your opinion before we run through who he's probably going to have to be competing against for one of those last few spots. Yeah, I mean, one hundred percent. I mean, he's. I. I don't think he should even be on the bubble. 
I, mm-hmm. I think he should be one of the guys that has nothing to worry about going into Thursday night. I mm-hmm. think the coaches should – if the coaches do their job, Devin gets in, no problem. Um, I do see that, you know, there's an argument for other players. I did, you know, you, I, I know you're going to get into the names, but mm-hmm. you got – you got guys like De'Aaron Fox. You got the Kyrie Irvings of the world. You got the Paul Georges. I mean, it's an argument to be made for all of them. But I, I just think what Book is doing, if you're looking at the game of basketball right now and you don't think that guy's an NBA All-Star mm-hmm. with the efficiency and what he's doing mm-hmm. statistically, mm-hmm. and now that the team is actually playing better and, and in striking distance to move up the standings, this is one of those years where I think if you snub Book this year, it's – it's a monumental snub. There's, there's yeah. an agenda or something. Right. It's got to be. Right. But it, it is. So the head coaches <clears throat> vote on the all-star reserves. And mm-hmm. that voting, I'm pretty sure, has already been done. We were unable to figure out when exactly those votes need to be in by from the all-star coaches, which makes a difference considering the tear that Devin Booker has been on yeah. over the last week. two weeks. Um, so hopefully it was, you know, this past week or this week even. But... Like, let, let's run through the potential options. In those first two guard slots, we can, we'll get into some of the rest, but pretty safe to say Steph Curry is going to be a lock because yeah. he's mm-hmm. Steph Curry, even though as we go through these list of guards, when you look at the numbers and the team record, Curry should probably be the guy that doesn't make the All-Star game See, this year, this is, but he will never miss the All-Star but game. But that's the so hard part about All-Star mm-hmm. is like, at one point in time, you have to honor... The guys who've been doing it for so long. Right. But then there comes that time where it's like, okay, yeah, Mm -hmm. you were really freaking awesome for Mm -hmm. a long time, but you are now on the downward. Yes. Curve here. I'll I'll never forget. At some point in time, we have to be like, this is your last one. We got to put you out to all star now. (laughs) Do your last dance, whatever it may be. Because next year, we need to make space for some new guys who are going to be the future faces of this league. They did that one year with, I think it was the last year that Dirk and Dwayne Wade were going to be playing in the league. They gave them like an extra honorary Honorary, all-star spot. I kind of like that because back in 2013, I think it was, when Goran Dragic was having the best season of his career was all NBA, NBA. missed the all-star game because we decided to vote Tony Parker into the all-star game. That was crazy to me. Um but I, yeah, Steph Curry's kind of, especially this season, he's I think he's he still got a lot left he's in the lot. tank. We're not yeah. saying he's washed by any means. But if you look at the numbers and if you look at the team record, they're 19 and 24. They're 12th in the West. Like normally a guy with his numbers compared to the other guy would be the one left out. But he's Steph Curry, so he's not going anywhere. Anthony Edwards, he's a lock, averaging 26 points a game, five and five um, on the best team in the West right now, 33 and 14. He's definitely in, and he's a guy that everybody loves. Before, so he's be, those two guard spots are locked in. I just got a question about Anthony. Before I'm sorry, I didn't want to cut. No, you good. The Anthony Edwards thing is intriguing. I love your opinion on this. Mm. Is it the 26, five and five, or is it that they're top of the West? It's both. It's he's it's, the best okay. player on the best team in the okay. West. You're not going to leave him off. No, no, no. And, and I, I, I think he's in. I, I'm yeah. just wondering if he were doing 25, five and five, and they were 11th. Oh yeah, well it'd be different. Still, Right. Team, team success definitely plays they, it, but yes. 25, 5, and 5, you? you would still be in content. Because, like, if it was Booker, we've argued for Book to be in the All Star no, game when yeah. he was 25, 5, and 5. On, five, five right? When he was Dude. on, like, yeah. you know, a 13th I'm, ranked team. So, uh, yeah, yeah. It, it's it's all of those factors kind of lumped into one. But, yes, being on the number one team in the West, being the best player on that team, you're definitely an All Star. 
Then we get to the three front court spots. I've got Anthony Davis, DeMontis Sabonis, and Kawhi Leonard in there. Yeah. Clippers have been on a tear. Kawhi's their best player. DeMontis Sabonis is putting up 2013 and 8. He's top, he's leading the league in rebounds and ninth in assists as yeah, a big he's man. In, yeah. He's in. Then the Kings need an all-star, at least one. Um, and then Anthony Davis arguably having a better season than LeBron, who's a starter. It feels weird putting the Lakers with two all-stars when they're not that good. I think they're 500. But Anthony Davis is going to get in. He's he, And he deserves it. Like, he's been phenomenal on both ends. So that leaves you with two wildcard spots. I think all those five guys are probably locks. Mm-hmm. That leaves you with two wildcard spots that could go to any position. I've got Book in one of those. He's fifth in the league in scoring at 28 points per game. I think that really help, helps his case to be able to say Book is a top five scorer. And then he's also putting up seven assists, which is 12th in the NBA. Um, and he's doing it on 50-38 shooting splits. like career, I, Pretty close to a career high career, for him yeah. from three. And the Suns climbing to six in the West really helps his case. I think he's got it, but he's going to be competing with Paul George and De'Aaron Fox for probably that those last two wild card spots. Yeah, so we'll go ahead and put up what the guys over uh, NBA on TNT had to say about their West reserves. And that's kind of where, so they all have Paul George in there. Yes. In the front court spot. And then for their two wild card spots, they've got Book, Sabonis, and De'Aaron Fox mm-hmm. are the three names that were tossed in there. So mm-hmm. from the conversation of, let's just say, Paul George, Book, Sabonis, De'Aaron Fox, who are you guys kind of, what are you leaning to outside of Book, of course? Outside of Book? Or why would you make the case for Book over one of the others? Like for yeah. me, Book over De'Aaron Fox simply because the games missed argument I don't think is as valid as a lot of people want to say because it's two games. Mm-hmm. Book's missed nine, De'Aaron Fox has missed seven. When you look at the stats, Book is better than him in every single one of them, except for De'Aaron Fox has the slight edge over him in three-point percentage. 0.5%. Like, the (laughs) slightest of edges. Now, I understand that the Kings at least have been doing better than the Suns Mm. at times this season, but I still think you got to give it to Book over Fox. That's my personal opinion. I I think so. Like, cause he's he's got him in points per game, assists per game, team record. The Kings are above the Suns, but it's by like one, one game. game, right? And it's not as drastic now as it was maybe three weeks ago or whatever it was. So I would give the edge to Paul George and Devin Booker in those last two slots. I think the Clippers deserve two All Stars, especially because Paul George and Kawhi have stayed healthy. It's Fox is a tough omission. Don't get me wrong. Cause he's mm-hmm. still putting up yeah. 27, five and four, something like that on a top five team in the West. That's hard to leave him off. I get it. But like Devin Booker is Devin Booker at this point, he needs to be in the all-star game. He's got the numbers, got the team success. The team is significantly worse in the games that he's missed. Like the dudes in all. Yeah. You know, here's my problem is that, and and forgive me if I go on a little bit of a rant with this, uh-huh. <laughs> but my problem is we just talked about why a guy like Steph Curry gets in when his team is six, five, six games under 500. He's Steph Curry. Mm-hmm. He's earned the right to not have to be judged based on his record anymore. He's mm-hmm. Steph Curry. He's one of the best in the world. He's still got a lot of basketball left. So I got no problem with Steph getting in. Um, at what point are we going to start recognizing what Devin has already done? Mm. At what point are we going to start recognizing how many all-star games he's actually made? At what point are we going to start recognizing that of the people we're talking about, he was first team all NBA most recently, Mm -hmm. right? 
to, went to an NBA Finals, did multiple things that I think are starting to get kind of bo- like it's getting it's getting old mm-hmm. to have selective amnesia with Devin Booker. Like he's been doing it for long enough. And to me, he gets the nod over De'Aaron Fox because of all those things we said. Mm-hmm. He's been to an NBA Finals. He's carried his team farther. He's an all-NBA talent. He's an Olympic gold medalist. Like, what are we talking about? Mm-hmm. Like, Devin, I, I know people still look at Devin as a young player. But I'm saying for the time he's been in the league, he's done a hell of a lot more than some of the guys that sometimes get these nods. Mm. And I think that's we got we to gotta get to the point where Devin's not, we shouldn't be having bubble talk with Devin anymore. Like, no. he's just that good of a basketball player. And so, yeah, I, I think De'Aaron should get bumped. He has all-star numbers. But until De'Aaron does something like what I just mentioned, I mean, what are we talking about? And, and it's tough De'Aaron because be next. it's tough because I feel like we're at the point in the league where either the all-star rosters need to expand because of the talent that we have in this league compared to at any point in NBA history or we need to stop doing the thing where guys get in on reputation or like past accomplishments and just focus on this season because book is at the point where he deserves to get in just for this season if you look at just his accomplishments and he deserves to get get in by like you're talking about by building what he's built over these last couple of years building this profile of yes that guy is a certified all-star like some of these other guys um so either way you want to judge it book deserves to be in but with as much talent as there is in the nba like we've we've either got to expand the rosters to 15 or we've got to just focus on this season and nothing else and and that's that's like impossible to do though it's impossible because most of it is fan voting yeah And, and that's the thing is like the fan votes booker is way down in like ninth or whatever it is but in the media votes he was fifth in player the vote. player votes, he was fifth. And the head coaches regard him highly as well because they, they're the ones that got a game plan for this dude Correct. every time they face him. Correct. So I got to believe that is going to hold some bearing when we get these head coaches' votes. And hopefully we don't have to have another situation where Book only gets in as some injury replacement when he's fully deserving of an actual spot. How many spots on the NBA roster right now active? 15. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, I've been I've been actually saying this for a couple of years. I'm <laughs> like, we have a 15 man roster in the NBA now. Mm. We're not at 12 anymore. Yeah. We're at 15. I, I just don't understand why the All-Star game hasn't picked up on that and said, OK, we're going to that solves a lot of problems for me, G. Mm. I think if you do 15, you you're going to get 15 really good players. And then, you know, we're not going to. When you get to that 16th and 17th guy, you already know what I'm going to say. It's like, yo, bro, you're 16, 17. Like, stop tripping. <laughs> right. But, yeah, I mean, I th- in a world where they added three more spots on each side, then you get De'Aaron Fox, you get Paul George, and you get Devin Booker. Problem solved. Mm-hmm. I mean, so I don't know what, what they're waiting for, but I think that's the, that's the quick fix. Either that or it would be nice if there was some sort of, like, I know it's already kind of a weighted vote as far as, Fans are what, 25%? 25%, or fi- 25%. Or fan or, it? It's fan or 50, media 25, okay. and then players 25. Okay. Yeah. Um, I don't know if maybe there's like another way that you can make that a little bit better. That or mix. Or if the voting can be split, not necessarily on the fan side of things, but where you can look at team record versus individual performance. Because... There's so many comments in the chat about the team record versus individual performance. Like even the, you pointed mm-hmm. out the Lakers 
having two, but their team record isn't that great this year. Mm -hmm. Steph, team record-wise, and then you look at De'Aaron Fox or DeMontis Sabonis and the and book, and you're like, but the Kings have the edge over the Suns, and we're like, how how do you really like fairly judge? Yeah. These two things, mm -hmm. you know it's, what I mean? It's like a weird combination of I don't know star power, popularity, individual stats, team success. Like it's all of these things lumped into one and some people weigh it differently than others. And that it's you're never going to have an a easy, perfect clean. system yeah. to evaluate. And, and I think the goalposts move so much, Lens. I does. mean, there was a time where Devin couldn't make the All-Star game because he had a poor record. Right, and then there was a time where he was still getting being an injury replacement, when he had the numbers and the team had a good record. So it was like it it constantly moves, and I think that's what drives the fans crazy. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Is that you you can't shift the goalposts every season. Um, how do you come to that conclusion of making it consistent? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, is it what's the voting again? Is it 50, 25, 25? 50 fan, 25 media, 25 players. But that's just for the starters. That's for the starters. The reserves Correct. When the reserves is head coaches. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I and think maybe they, that's just the workaround right there is the coaching stuff. Yeah. I mean, I'd, I'd love to get to a place where it's all equal at 25. If you can do players, coaches, media, and fans, all 25 across the board. Mm. Um, that, to me, makes the most sense. But, I, I, again, I think the NBA wants the fans to have that feeling that they have a little bit more control right. over things. So they're always going to – Yeah, I mean, the they cutting the checks. The yeah, they cutting the checks. So – it's never going to be an exact and, and I will say, as much as I hate the fan vote, at least they reserve it for the starters. Because the starters most times are right. pretty yeah. cut and dry. Like, you know mm -hmm. who deserves to start. Yeah. Even if LeBron doesn't deserve to start this year, he's still LeBron James. Yeah. So in some yeah. sense, yeah. he deserves to start. The only egregious example was when Andrew Wiggins got voted in as an all-star starter. Was terrible, that was awful. But other than that, you remember the Zaza days? Okay, but that was that he didn't get there though. He almost got he there. almost got there, but he didn't get there. He was close. He had the whole was it Georgia? It was, Georgia, it was the, the whole nation of Georgia yeah. behind him. And I remember also like See, I would rather that. And that was the year where he like smacked his hip, like ride the pony. That I mean, that was yeah. funny. Like yeah. he went viral for that. So <laughs> he I mean, it. I love an underdog story. <laughs> I remember there was a year. I think four Atlanta Hawks got in. Mm. Do you remember that? Yes, because they because the they East had the was best trash the and they right. were like sixty wins. Right, they would have, the East was trash and they happened to be number one in the East at the All Star break mm -hmm. and four Atlanta Hawks got in. But they and weren't starters, thankfully. They weren't starters, yeah. but yeah, it's like, come on, guys. Even even <laughs> then, I was I was mind blown. G, I was yeah. like, yo, four four. I mean, I I can't remember. It's way back, but I think maybe one of them was actually worthy. Maybe two. Yeah, like Kyle Korver. I think it was Al Horford and Jeff Teague, Jeff Paul, Teague Millsap, Paul Kyle Millsap. Kyle There you go. There <laughs> yeah. you go. So yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, last thing on this topic, we do have a little bit of a bone to pick with our guy, Charles Barkley. Goodness mm -hmm. gracious, because he left book <laughs> off his list, the graphic we showed a little bit earlier. Um, but we're not the only ones who disagreed with him. Here's a snippet of the conversation between the TNT guys. And Booker's only missed nine games out of the 44. Yeah. Well, nine. It's not, like, it's not like a double digit thing. We have a couple well, of guys on here who have missed 15, 14 games that I couldn't. Consider. Well, they didn't put on, they didn't make my list. I just said, hey, you missed 10 games. I, I, and that's the only reason I love Devin Booker. Well, he missed nine. So he's well, that's well, round up. Obviously, you don't. <laughs> <laughs> obviously, you don't love him. 
Yeah, I, I think. I mean, he's too good a player to, to not oh, be considered. Book is an All Star. Yeah, well, he I mean, definitely. He was definitely considered. No, no, not Book to be an All Star. Cut it out. He's an All Star without Thank you. Yeah. 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 Well, I just say I was a tough call. I absolutely love Shaq in this one. Uh, <laughs> Charles Barkley over here like, I love Dovin Booker. And Shaq's like, well, obviously you don't. Yeah. Call him yeah. out, Shaq. Do it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, like you said, the difference between nine games missed for Book and what is it, seven, seven. for Fox? Not that great. Tyrese yeah. Halliburton has missed 13. And I know it's like a voting thing, but still, yeah. like, again, at what point are we nitpicking to the nth <laughs> degree here? Yeah. Like two extra it's games is what... What it, we're going with? In his what about the stats? In his defense, it's close. I, I would still obviously take Booker over Fox or Sabonis. I, I, the Kings need to have one all-star, I think, squeezing in both of them. If that happens, Book is probably in trouble. But, like, there's a lot of guys that are that have cases but aren't going to seriously be cons- – like, Rudy Gobert, because, let's be honest, defense is not something we care about in the all-star game. I don't want to see him in the Sorry. all-star game. But he is the second-best player this season on the number one team in the West. He's got a case. You know, you could talk about Laurie Markkinen. You could talk about, like, Cat. You could talk about a bunch of different guys. But at the end of the day, I think it's going to come down to Fox, Paul George, and Devin Booker for those last two spots. You know what, Linz, and and I, I'm, I was thinking, I was thinking about this the other day, and I can't help but think, this is part of the media machine. Mm-hmm. That I, I'm, I wasn't offended when I saw that. Mm-hmm. I laughed at it. I said, "There we go. It's not, it's not entertaining if they all pick the same dude." That's true. You know, Charles is that guy that stirs things up, and that's why he's making twenty million dollars a year at TNT. Mm-hmm. And uh, Charles is the one that'd be cool being the oddball saying, yeah, I'm going against my guy in Phoenix who I play golf with, Devin Booker. Right. So, I mean, that's just it. I, I, I think this is a this is just a machine that is Charles Barkley. And uh, I, I think it was good for TV and good that we're talking about it. But I th- I'm telling you, if you give Charles Barkley truth serum, I don't think he believed one damn word that came out of his mouth that day. Mm. I so. hope so, because but here's the thing. Well, I understand exactly what you're saying, mm-hmm. and I do agree that you have to have some sort of a because you have to have some difference of opinion, because mm-hmm. if they did put up the exact same graphic as all four of them had the exact same picks, it's mm-hmm. like, OK, cool. Moving on. Yeah. Right. You know what I mean? But at some point in time, it's got to be somebody not named Charles Barkley <laughs> when it comes to the sun yeah. specifically, yeah, yeah. because it's getting to the point where even if it is for the reasons that you stated Mm-hmm. It's getting to the point where it's becoming too often that it feels like he's salty yeah. towards the next generation of Phoenix Suns. True. That's the problem is that it, it's teetering on old man yells at Sky. It, it might be the KD effect a little bit there. It might yeah. be. Honestly, I don't know that he puts a ton of thought into these. <laughs> no, but somebody, that he makes. somebody in his corner, somebody at TNT Probably. should maybe tell him like, hey. Why don't we have somebody else be the the son's hater for a few years or for at least this one time? Why does it always have to be you? Again, I don't know if this is an instance of him hating, but yes, I think there have been a lot of instances that when they pile up on top of each other, you're like, what's your problem, man? Yeah. (laughs) Why do you hate us? somebody else. Yeah. But, and I did want to clarify in the chat when I was talking about book and Anthony Edwards, I wasn't talking about like deserving versus each other. I was talking more about what's going to happen. Like Anthony Edwards, is a lock because if you look at where he was in fan voting if you look at where the timberwolves are in the standings if you look at his numbers like he's a lock for one of those guard spots so that's what i was speaking yeah i I agree too when i asked you about anthony edwards it was more about 
the agenda of people moving the goalposts. Right. But in no way, shape, or form do I think Anthony Edwards is a clear-cut superstar mm-hmm. that needs to be in this game for a long time. And so, yeah, he's well-deserving. And when you're, when you're that high in the, in the conference, uh, you need to be in there. So, yeah. And one, one person in the chat, yo, don't talk to me about James Harden, please. <laughs> don't don't throw Look. James. I don't know where you are. You were in there. But, yeah, James Harden not an all-star. You're averaging 16 points a game. He's, he's been, not an all-star. He's been great. And the Clippers have been great since they've turned things around with his arrival. But three Clippers is a lot. I think it's pretty safe to say he's not going to be in that yeah. mix there. Yeah. I don't know, but I think the BetMGM Sportsbook app should do an over-under at the beginning. That's like the futures bets. Mm-hmm. Um, Charles Barkley jabs Phoenix Suns, mm-hmm. and I and I think we should have that. What okay. would you guys think it would be set up? Over-under per, per episode? Oh, per. Just for the whole season. Oh, oh. boy. Well, how many In- games do they do? 82? 82. <laughs> how, <laughs> many, how many jabs? Charles Barkley takes Plus, I, I say I 20.5, no. Eric? Yeah. Oh, I'm going way over. I'm going way over. Way okay. over? I'm a, yeah, I'm going <laughs> to say, I'm gonna say plus 50 easily. Wow. He throws jabs at the Suns. And then follows up by saying, my Suns. <laughs> my Suns. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, dude. So, you yeah. can't call them my Suns and, and then and rip shit them to shreds. <laughs> what would be Chuck's biggest hating team, though? Is it San Antonio? <sighs> That's oh. his biggest hating city, city, I think. City. Yeah, yeah, but that's I two think, totally different things. I think it's city I, hating. I actually say. think his biggest hating team is the Suns. I, I think so. Like, Clear, too. it might be. Yeah. I'm sure there's multiple fan bases that feel regularly disrespected by Chuck. It might Probably. just be because that's how Chuck he, is. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's, he's just. He's just a little sassy. I don't know. But our friends yeah. over at BetMGM need to make that happen because mm-hmm. I would absolutely put some money down on that. And right now, if you guys sign up for the BetMGM Sportsbook app using the promo code PHNX, all you got to do is place your first BetMGM Sportsbook wager through the BetMGM Sportsbook mobile app of at least $5. And you're going to receive 158 instantly in additional winnings regardless of your wager's outcome. So BetMGM basically just wants to hook you up. With 158 bucks. That's as simple as that. All you have to do, again, use that code PHNX. You can check out the show notes for full details. And now you can listen to Damon talk about the disclaimer. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877 hope or text hope 467 369 York. Call 1-800-327-5050, Massachusetts. 21 plus to wager. Please gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP, Arizona. 1-800-BETS-OFF-IOWA. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help, Michigan. 1-800-981-0023, Puerto Rico. In partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Visit BetMGM.com for terms. This promotional offer is not available in New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Flex, what are you doing for dinner tonight? Y'all tricking me. <laughs> Y'all tricking me. I don't know how to answer that. No, I'm generally I'm, asking, what are you? Pork chops. <laughs> pork chops. White rice, pork chops, beans. Okay. But I know this is going somewhere. So okay, well, where if, are we going from If you here? don't, because I, I know you live way far away. So yeah. if you don't want to drive all the way home and maybe just take a shorter trip to like Tempe, oh. you can go to Illegal Pete's <laughs> because they've got weekly deals. Mondays, I got $3 margaritas. I know you don't drink, but you can go for $2 tacos every Tuesday. $2 taco Tuesday, you guys. And also, if you work in healthcare or education, Flexus doesn't apply to you, but you can take your team to lunch at Illegal Pete's every Tuesday and enjoy buy one, get one free entrees. So we've already missed lunch for this Tuesday. But next Tuesday, if you work in healthcare or education, go get that deal. And of course, they have happy hour every day, 3 to 8 p.m. That's a long happy hour. We love that. We love That's, a long happy hour. I got to go there. <laughs> yeah, yeah go there. absolutely. I mean, it's your go-to spot for burritos, <laughs> buddies, and beers. So what are you missing out on? <laughs> All the good stuff, Lex. 
No, I, will, I have a bone to pick with you about okay. tacos, but oh. we'll do that off the off show. Oh, okay. So that they, they don't, they they don't, don't need to me. see that. Okay. They don't need to see that. <laughs> okay. Um, but it makes me need an OGs. That's for certain. <laughs> oh, Flex. is it that drastic? It's that drastic. Oh, no. It's so bad. It's so oh, bad man. that I'm just like, I need an OGs because okay. I need to chill out. Mm-hmm. OGs Brands has the best THC infused gummies on the market, and they just launched two new products. They've got the OG's Naturals, which are a vegan gummy, and those are available in a sweet clementine flavor. They also have the Big OG's Gummy, which is a mega version of Peg's Raspberry Orange RSO. It's one of their most popular products because there's 10 slices total, mm. um, which makes a total of 100 milligrams of THC, but each slice is only 10 milligrams of THC. You guys can check them out and learn more about OG's and their gummies and where you can find them at ogsbrands.com. All right, guys, we're going to round out today's show talking about the Suns bench and their contributions as of late. Obviously, last night was a big performance for them. They had a season-high 48 bench points, and EG led the way with 23 of them. Mm -hmm. How are you feeling about where the Suns bench is at? Because I know it doesn't seem like it was too long ago that we were talking about bench points and needing a little bit more from those guys. Yeah. I mean, I like what I saw yesterday, um, but it was the highest bench performance all season. Mm-hmm. And so I, I, I still don't know if that's uh, something we can depend on quite yet. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd like to see how they respond tomorrow, but the problem is Eric Gorn's probably not going to be on the bench tomorrow. Mm-hmm. He'll probably be a starter. And so that's going to sway those points. And I think to Saul's point, and, and we talked about, I think even you mentioned it on the post game. I think we got to start getting to the point where you got the big three. They get a sp- specific amount of points, whether that's 65 or 70 points. And then you got to try to get 35, 40 points from everybody else. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I did like what I saw yesterday. And if that can continue, wow. But, you know. Fingers crossed. Okay, but that is the question. Like, what are the odds that that can continue uh, I and mean, be semi-consistent? Not the scoring part. The yeah. scoring part, like, Eric Gordon's not going to have 23-point performances off the bench. Drew Eubanks is not going to be, like, perfect from the field most nights. But they have been trending in a better direction, I feel like. Like, we, we pay attention to things like, is Josh Okogie hitting threes? Or, you know, is Eric Gordon going off? But in reality, they don't need the bench to score that much. They need... Eric Gordon to maybe have double figures off the bench. That would be a huge help. They need J.O. to do the little things and just finish some of the layups that he gets. Mm Because my biggest thing with J.O. is he'll get steals, he'll get offensive rebounds, and then he'll go to the basket and he'll miss some that are tough, athletic finishes around the rim, but ones you have to finish. That's my Mm -hmm. biggest thing with him. And then if you get, you know, three to five points from guys like KBD or Metu or whoever's in on that given night – Like, you're in a good spot, especially on the nights when Gordon does go off like he did the other night. Um, But I do want to shout out Gordon and Drew Eubanks because over these last couple games, they've been really good. Drew Eubanks over the last six is putting up 6.3 points, 4.7 rebounds in 18 minutes per game. Doesn't sound like much, but he is 17 for 18 from the field over his last six games. What? He's missed one shot. 17 of 18 over the last six over the last wow. six games and he we is a plus he's a plus 42 in 109 minutes which is second on the team over that span so like drew wow. eubanks has been coming in and giving us solid minutes mm-hmm. not always you know big minutes a couple of those games he only played you know like eight or 11 or whatever it is but if he's efficient if he can be on the floor and be a plus for you 
that's all you need out of your backup center. This is this is the version of Drew Eubanks that we tampered for and lost the second round pick. <laughs> yeah. This is the one that we want to see. And then Eric Gordon over the last three, 15 points per game. He's 17 for 31, which is about 55%, and he's shooting 40% from three. Okay. That's terrific. That's what you want out of your sixth man. Yeah. I mean, I, I didn't know Drew only missed one shot in six games. I didn't Crazy. realize that either. <laughs> Good for Drewski, baby. Wait, wait, when was the kerfuffle? I, when was I, I the Drew go game that we got? Go I don't remember it. it at this point. Uh, that was, yeah, that was against the Bulls. How when many he games and ago was that? That was, was that about. that started it or did it come no, before that? I think it was the Pacers game. Okay. okay. Yeah. Who did he miss the shot against? Which shot? He missed one shot. Oh, the shot games. that he missed. One miss. What game was that? Ooh, I would need to look. All that right, don't one worry up. about it. I'll look at it later. I'm now. I got to dig that up because <laughs> this guy. That's pretty impressive. But no, I mean to Joe's point, he's given us what we're asking of from the backup center position. Mm-hmm. Um, again, with 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 Grayson potentially being out and Gordon potentially going to the front of the line now to start lineup. Uh, who's going to be that guy? Mm. Like, that's what we're looking for. I'm more interested in the KBDs, the Tremendous Matus. Like, what are those guys going to bring to the table, especially shorthanded? So, um, I, I go ahead. That's the question, right? Mm. Like, we're, we've got trade deadline just around the corner. Everybody is dropping a different name in the chat and has for some time now. What happened to you two? Why isn't Metu getting this? What's going on with Little? Who do, you think, <laughs> who do you think needs a little bit more run ahead of the trade deadline either to Stay maybe find a role within this squad or let the coaching staff in front office know that, like, this guy just isn't it? I, I think it's KBD, to be honest with you. And I would like to see some Yuta minutes mixed in as well just to see if he can get something going. But Yuta has really not looked good for the most part. And to be fair to him... Early in the season, he didn't have the luxury of playing with the big three, and I think he's one of those guys that would really benefit with the open looks he'd get. But he wasn't making a ton of open looks, so I think that's why he got pulled. And when he's been put in sporadically, he hasn't been able to show much. But I do think KBD, his defense, is going to allow him to be a part of the playoff rotation because if he just knocks down like one three a game and pump fake drive a couple of times for a layup... We've seen him do that in spurts, and I think that's something. He's a guy that you probably want to reach your ceiling. You want him to be part of the rotation. I, I agree with you with KBD, and it's funny. When we were watching that game against Miami yesterday, he hit his first three from the corner, mm-hmm. and I immediately looked at my son, and I'm saying, uh, we're going to win tonight. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, I, I'm, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's one of those things like, yeah, we went in night. I don't know when if I, that's encouraging that he's like see, the human victory the same, cigar. Like, hey, KBD hit a three. I we can't lose. I feel the same way about when Josh Okoge hits a three. Hits a three. Yes. Yeah, because I, I know what you, I you, know, you know what I'm feeling. saying. Right. Yes, like, 100%. Like, because yeah. this team is so dynamic offensively. Whenever they get anything <laughs> from KBD or, mm-hmm. or, or Kogi, yeah. I mean, it really stands out. And mm-hmm. so I'm interested to look at what their son's record is when KBD actually hits the three in a game, mm-hmm. you know, um, because, you know, it's, they, they're vital and it doesn't need to be much G mm-hmm. like it could be six points. That goes a long way. If, if it's a couple of them chipping in five, six points. So yeah, uh, I would like to see more KBD before the deadline. Okay. Well, we will potentially get an opportunity to see more of some of these guys tomorrow. We did get an injury. Update, Bradley Beal is available for tomorrow's game. 
But who is questionable? So Bulbul Grace has been Alan. upgraded to questionable with the right foot spring. Hey-o. He's questionable. Watch out. And then we have uh, Grayson Allen, who is also questionable with the right ankle spring. Well, that's, that's encouraging. That is encouraging. Yes. Yeah. So hopefully it's not one of those that's questionable for like three straight games and right. he misses. But the fact that he's not already ruled out yeah. is a hopeful sign. Yeah. So we'll see if Grayson Allen plays tomorrow or if Bulbul plays tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Um, but... It'll be one of those things to keep an eye out on, and we will be here for you guys. Uh, before we get out of here, we do have a super chat that we want to get to. Freddie, thank you, Freddie, for sending us a super chat. They said, rest in paradise, Dave King. Um, also, I do want to remind you guys that tomorrow we are having a watch party out at the Bad MGM Sportsbook. At he, uh, State Farm Stadium, mm-hmm. come hang out with us. We'll be hanging out um, before the game tips off. We'll have our pregame show out there. And then we will also do our postgame show from out there as well. But there will be food and drink specials, giveaways, and a mystery deposit match in the BetMGM Sportsbook app as well. So it's like always a good time when we get to hang out out there. So come on by. Hang out with us. Watch mm-hmm. the Suns with us. It was a blast uh, at the Putting World. Sure, this one will be just as fun. Okay, thanks for hanging out with us. We'll see you guys tomorrow for our pregame show, 30 minutes before tip off. And until then, you can give the show a follow on social at phnx underscore sons. You can follow me at Wednesday Smith AZ. You can follow Flex at Flex from Jersey. And of course, you can follow Gerald at Gerald Bourget. Gerald? Like I said off the top of the show, go donate to Brightside Night if you can and tell the people that you care about that you love them. Rest in peace, Dave.